Audio Hijack wants to access f- access files managed by iCloud Drive. I'm going to have to say okay. I don't know what happens if I don't, but I don't put my recordings in iCloud Drive. Well, I do eventually, but they don't save to They save locally. Hmm. That's weird. This beta thing is weird. All right. Anyway, I seem to be recording. How is it treating you? The beta lifestyle? Uh, been pretty good on the phone. So beta 3 came out and it's, it's fine. Seems like it's pretty solid now. Uh, Mac beta, I have no update since the last time because, well, I was mostly using a work Mac for like the three days in between the beta coming out and going away. So I didn't get to play around with beta three. And then I just got back this morning. So I haven't used beta three. This, I think this will be our first recording on beta three. Well, so I'm we happy we're trying that out. See what breaks. Mm. Have you installed anything? Yet? No. Nope. No. And I'm pretty happy yeah. I have it. I feel less confident with it lately. Well, I will have you know that I successfully navigated every uh, to every place that I needed to in Tokyo on beta <laughs> Beta 2, most of the trip. I think I updated to beta 3 like two days before coming home. I'm a bit uh, worried. Because that was as early as I could. I'm more worried about iCloud data. Oh, yeah, because there's some warnings in the release notes that. about yeah. that, isn't there? Mm. Mm. So, I don't know. They, they I feel are like pretty I... clear it won't get deleted. It's just okay. that it's not, it doesn't show. Because I think they've said the workaround is to jump onto iCloud on the web and download the files. So, I figure <laughs> it's, not, it's not the end of the world. Because it's not as though those files are deleted, at least according to the release notes. Maybe there are other issues that... I, I also noticed that we have a lot of duplicated folders in our shared um, iCloud oh. folder. Oh, of course So we, we have episode 53, episode 53, 2, episode 53, 3, oh, episode 53, 4. Whoa. And then the same yeah, for episode 52 as well. Odd. You didn't want all those files? And no? for... Uh, the more the merrier. Oh, we have... no. We have Danger Zone, Danger Zone 2, Danger Zone 3, Danger Zone 4, and Danger Zone 6. Pretty fitting See, that I we named it Danger Zone. I don't have that. I only have Danger Zone. I also have some random screenshots just in the iCloud level. That doesn't make sense. What is going so on? I'm pretty sure it's all your fault. Uh, you, you still think it's a good idea to update? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Okay. Not the Mac, but the phone's okay. <laughs> Who needs iCloud? Anyways? phone's actually pretty good. So, you know how in iOS 13, it adds, at least for supported cities, real-time public transport data? Oh, yeah. It, it's yeah. working in Sydney, at least. Um, or it, it has in previous betas. I haven't tried mm-hmm. it on this most recent one. Uh, it hasn't added it for Tokyo, which is interesting because you'd think... Like, usually Tokyo is one of those major world cities that Apple integrate things with. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I don't know... For, for maps, I should say. I don't know if there's publicly accessible real-time data for Tokyo's public transport network, but it actually doesn't matter because that public transport network is always on time. (laughs) So it was this odd situation of like just knowing that if the schedule said that a train was showing up at 2.03, it was showing up at 2.03 and not a minute sooner or later. (laughs) It's odd, but it's really good. Um, Whereas real-time data is absolutely necessary in Sydney because I'm never sure. How How about buses? I didn't take a bus in Tokyo. Their train network is really impressive. And actually, there were a few instances where it was like two or three minutes longer to take two trains instead of a train and a bus. But we decided to just stick to the trains because, again, easier. It's what we knew. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then they were pretty reliable. I suppose it probably would be more um, necessary for buses because things aren't predictable no matter how good your 
your estimates are. Mm-hmm. Um, their train network's pretty good. I think we had like one delay all. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, right? Trains as long as long as your train network is active, you it's mm-hmm. you can make it be on time. Buses might be out of your control. Exactly, and I think like I mean we were on trains all week, like probably like five or six trains a day at least, and I mean, it was one delay, and they were very clear at the station with announcements, and it was like a two minute delay, and they made everyone aware that the train pulling up was actually the train <laughs> from a few minutes ago and we're so sorry for the delay and yeah i don't know i mean it's not like i should just say it's not like a perfect system in tokyo with their public transport like the whole privatized thing makes me a little bit uneasy but it works pretty well where it is and where it works if that makes sense so what was your top thing from japan what's your if you could pick one highlight um that is a great question thank you the food was pretty good the food was pretty good Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but well, I thought we could have a little bit more of a discussion around. But I guess that food, topic food is, is over. Food, food is good. Okay. Food is good. Um, I have a low light. A what? A low light. High, opposite of highlight. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. I'm just saying that it's a low light. Maybe mm-hmm. downlight. So for, for a city that that tries to be really efficient and for the most part is really efficient, especially when it comes to moving people and things around the city, it's it's pretty impressive. Um, the lack of Ability to pay with card, be that debit or credit card, across the city is astounding. Like, <laughs> really? it's just such a huge cash? city with such good infrastructure, and it's so difficult to find a place that accepts credit card. It's not. What did they accept? It's not the standard. It's not the normal cash usually. Really? Or, or you know those transport cards like Sukiya or Pasmo. Yeah, I, I was trying to. They are generally, yeah, they're generally accepted as, um. As, as payment methods. And it's usually one or the other. It's not always both. So I guess you kind of have to have both if you live in, in Tokyo. It's almost like they're a currency. I mean, I know that they're using yen, so it's not their own currency, but it's like they are a currency and that you can use it for everything. It's, it's strange. Um, I, have a, I have a tech highlight. <laughs> We said one counts. highlight. Now you said a highlight, a downlight, a tech highlight. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, go for it. Go for it. Public transport cards in Apple Wallet. Amazing. Yeah, that's really so cool. So we bought a public transport card on like the first day and used that for a while. And then because I, I had read somewhere that it was you could only do this on phones sold in Japan. Mm-hmm. And so my assumption going in was that oh, I couldn't do it. I didn't even try. And then I had a friend who downloaded the Suki app and he put it on his phone and started paying for everything. Oh, sorry, just started paying for public transport with his phone and it was working really well. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. And then looked into it a little bit further. And that was the case when it first launched a few years ago, but now it's no longer the case. It's a, I think it was like 2017 model iPhones onwards. It was only available. Sorry, 2017 model iPhone was only available on phones sold in Japan. And now 2018 onwards uh, model phones, you can pay for things with your, um, sorry, you can use any phone that was sold worldwide, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Uh, in my case, my phone was too outdated for that, so I had to use my Apple Watch, but principle still stands, and it worked really well. Um, it's a pretty neat system. It's mm. like Apple Pay, but you don't have to do, on the Apple Watch anyway, you don't have to do the double tap thing to get it to prompt. Mm-hmm. Um, you just kind of like hold your wrist over the reader, and it magically does its thing. In theory, um, that should also work for credit cards in supported uh, transit networks. But we tried it with your card here in Vancouver, and for some reason, that didn't work. So I don't know what yes. w- what was going on there. Yeah. Not sure if you need to have a cr- Canadian credit card or if there are any other constraints. Maybe. But we 
Mm. We managed to select it as an express transit card, but then nothing happened. So I don't know. Yeah, and then it seems to um, it seems to deselect after a while because mm. I I've not adjusted that. I mean, I made that change while I was in Canada and then didn't change it, but it's gone back to default, like the default no card selected for that. Mm. Anyway, it's interesting. Uh, it's it's stuck with the Sukia thing though, so that part's pretty cool. Um, mm. I was I was impressed by that, and I was like, this is really cool. I. It's, and it's, it's so, so easy for tourists to set it up as well. You just kind of download the app and then, boom, a card appears in your wallet. And you can top it up with Apple Pay, which absolutely rules. Um, so, if you have a bank that doesn't do international transaction fees, you can just top it up as though you're at home. You can select any amount. It's really like it's really easy. Mm. Pretty good. Anyway, that was my, my Tokyo Tech highlight. Thing. Cool. Cool. Um, so, I would love to talk more about... Japan in general, but I do think we have a few things we wanted to do. Sure, we do. And you had a great idea, Zach. <laughs> um, this is my random idea while sitting at the airport waiting for the plane last night. Um, I really yeah. like it. So, you're a, do you want to explain it? Sure. So, I've I only might have misinterpreted been... it because I went a bit uh, improvised. Okay. But okay. yeah. All right. Well, let me know if I if I. I'm not matching what you're expecting this to be. But, so, Zach tells uh, us what he had in mind, and Marlon tells us yes. what, what, what she prepared for. <laughs> <laughs> so, my idea was, I like, I've loosely been keeping up with the tech news over the last week and a bit. Like, I, I kind of know the major stuff that's happened, but I don't know the little stuff. Like, I haven't been reading most headlines or, like, reading Twitter or anything like that. So... There's probably a bunch of small stories that, small but important stories that I've missed. I haven't been listening to any podcasts really. I've listened to one or two, but nothing, like not my usual amount. So I thought it would be fun if Kai Marlin came up with a series of, I don't know, maybe like five headlines. Well, that some of them are real and some of them are made up. And I have to pick between whether it's a real headline or a made up headline. Does that yeah. Do it justice in yeah, the description? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, That's cool. what I did. So, uh, well, let's go with that. Uh, I'm just going to say, I didn't, didn't, follow, didn't follow your regulation of how many. I think I might have like 10 <laughs> news articles No here. problem. But therefore, I don't have That's any. Fine. So, Oh, you didn't do end. this at all, Kai? That's <laughs> I mean, good. That's good. Because I was thinking, how can we make this more exciting for everyone involved? And I felt like it's a bit unfair if it's only Zach saying, yes, this happened. Yes, this didn't happen. So I thought it's a competition now. <laughs> um, so Kai, I feel like and I Zach, have an unfair advantage here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like if Kai's been keeping up with the news, I have oh picked God. some pretty obscure news. Okay. So we'll see. Okay, we'll see. cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, didn't you also pick some that I told you about? You don't have to let him know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Just take the free points. Oh. Uh, all right. Wow. <laughs> okay, if it feels really unfair, we can reevaluate the rules. Um, <laughs> as always, I try coming up with a catcher Wait, so, name. So for then, this. should I say my answer first? Then yes, that's before Kai. Should you say okay. your answer? or Should you write it down? No, we have to say it. It's a podcast, Mark. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's yeah. what we're doing. Okay. Yeah, it's a podcast. Okay, yeah. so as always, I try coming up with a catcher name for this, and as always, I fail coming up with a catcher name. So this segment is going to be called "Did this actually happen?" Okay, because. That's sort of sort of what it is. But I mean, did, <laughs> is it about whether this is actually happening or whether this was reported by someone to be happening? True or false is what I'm looking for here. Okay, okay, yeah. So let's call this true or false. Okay, catchy. Yeah, 
And then there will be a jingle, which is like, true or false, true or false, boom, boom, boom. All right, let's now actually try to play this. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to read a headline, and you guys can say if it happened or if it didn't, or if it's true or false. Mm -hmm. Sure. So, mm -hmm. Google takes on another run at social network with Shoelace. <laughs> so, this is a new social network by Google. Uh, that's called shoelace. Wait, no, 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 just the headline. Just the headline. Uh, no just, summary. That's all okay. I need. That's all. Okay. No, no, no. I don't. I don't. No, no, no. no okay. No, you don't have. To, you don't have to go that deep on the okay. fake. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> see, I feel like this is the type of name Google would. I I know. Pick for a social network, but I also don't think I. I feel like I would have heard about a Google social network in the last week. Maybe like unless it happens since say ATP, which is one of the like two podcasts I've listened to. Um, false headline. Um, it's a Marlin headline. I, I I will also say false, but uh, if if it is false, I think you deserve a lot of credit for accurate Google naming. Uh, okay. I think I think that would be. <laughs> I, I could definitely see a Google social network called Truelace but that is privacy saying, focused, yeah, yeah. and it's kind of like that's why it's more like. Uh, but you say false. You both say false. Uh, yeah, I say, I say false, false too. Okay, I wish I could take credit for this, but this is actually happening. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> what? <laughs> Talk about obscure news. That's interesting. <laughs> okay. So it's actually, it seemed to be a little bit of a meetup equivalent. Um, so it's going to be a way for you to find events close to where you are. It's currently only in beta, uh, available in New York. That is awesome. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Shoelace okay. is Google's latest attempt at a social yeah. network. Amazing. Okay, okay. cool. Cool. Some this is fun. Yeah. Good mm. one, Nolan. Mm. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. So, the other one is... So, so far, zero, zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the next headline is, Tech giant Amazon announces a move into the console business with their new online gaming service. <sighs> oh. 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 I feel like... I feel like I could be completely wrong here, but I feel like on a podcast I listened to maybe a week or two ago, somebody said that Amazon hasn't done this yet. <laughs> well, that's not an answer, is it? I'm going to have to go. I'm going to go with false based purely on this like snippet of memory, which <laughs> okay. may be completely wrong. And right. at least two weeks outdated. That, that's also true. That's, that's the risky part. <laughs> And considering that this is about news, it would probably have happened more recently because the shoelace thing was yesterday. Yeah, but I think the reason they gave was something to do with, like, Amazon doesn't have the infrastructure or is bad at, like, that kind of stuff. I don't yeah, remember exactly. Amazon is renowned for... <laughs> they don't have any servers around the world. <laughs> um, All right, I'm going to have to go with false, though. False? All right. All right. Um... So I'm I'm my argumentation my, my argument is the flip side. I think Amazon would be well well uh, in a place to do that because I mean it's it's realistically two companies who would be well equipped for that and that's Amazon and and Google. Uh Google's doing it. Also tr I triggered Google <laughs> Assistant that I now muted. Um and Amazon would be the other one. But I'm also going for false. You're going for false? Yeah, just because I don't really see Amazon building services that are in that kind of... Like, services that they run for users seems to not really go too well for them. <laughs> okay. Um, so I put you both down for false. Um, 
That's correct. This didn't Woo-hoo. happen. But I felt like it was pretty likely. <laughs> like if anyone should that's, do it. Uh, yeah, no, I feel like that's that was more likely than the shoelace one. So it's <laughs> a good one. Okay. All right. So Marlin, two points. Oh yeah, um, I also get points. Yeah, you got for every time you trick us into it. Oh, I like that. Um, oh wait, this get, is a points. points. I didn't realize this was for points. I thought yeah. it was just. <laughs> of course, it's for oh, points. What, what, what do you what think? Else are we okay. doing? It's just a friendly uh, game. Of course. <laughs> mm. Should I should have known? Okay. <laughs> what do you All think? Right. This is the waste of time podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is the next headline. Okay. All right. Um, Uber to move into the hospitality market with Uber Lib. Uh, see. Uh, so this, just for this is reference, a hard one because I is, have n- yeah this is like house sharing though. okay oh no I just I didn't want contact okay I'm sorry what did you say though I didn't hear that I said house sharing okay house sharing um well before that little snippet of context I was gonna say this is extremely difficult because I have no con I have no context around <laughs> what it could be um but I I think it's plausible. So, I'm going to say that it is a real headline. Okay. Um, I go for consistency. I go for (laughs) uh, false again. All right. Um, I came up with this. (laughs) (laughs) Woohoo! So, it is false. So, um, Kai got one point. Yeah, so, Zach won. Kai, two? Martin, two? I think so. I'm going to count the points in the end. Okay. (laughs) Something like that. Um, All right. So... Um, serious Zoom security flaw could let website hijack Mac cameras. Oh, I know this one is I, true. I assume both. Unless, of you you, unless you, this. unless you picked the wrong, unless you like made up the headline. No, I wouldn't. I know that, that story thing. actually happened. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. also know of that story. Cool. All right. Following on the same pattern, uh, Apple Watch bug allows iPhone eavesdropping. That is also true. You didn't make that one up. <laughs> uh, something about walkie-talkie feature, the walkie-talkie feature being disabled mm-hmm. remotely. Right. I don't yeah. really have context around the bug, but uh, I think I Apple, do. Apple disabled that. walkie-talkie for everyone, right? Yeah, as a result did. of yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like being remotely disabled. Yeah. So apparently, it was a little bit more difficult to utilize this bug than it was with uh, FaceTime. Um, audio hijacking, mm-hmm. uh, but apparently yeah. they still... And they probably didn't want another repeat of that where it yeah. got such negative attention that they didn't address it immediately and that it was available for some time, all of that. So probably a good choice to pull the feature. Um, as far as I know, there hasn't been a fix for this yet, but also how many people are using walkie-talkie, so it's probably not I just tried super high and it will just fail and say could not connect to user. Interesting. Hmm. Just unplug the server, take yep. it offline. <laughs> it's one way to do it. All right. Um, Slack revisits branding after several foreign news outlets describes it as cultural insensitive. insensitive. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, this is a good headline one way or another. If you made it up, well done. If you didn't, again, well done. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> Oh wow! Um, I, I think this is what the post- podcast should all be. I, I don't think we should do anything <laughs> else but this. This is awesome. I I think this is false. The reason is that I think Slack are too attached to their brand name, uh, especially since they just went public. I don't think there would be serious reconsiderations of that at least for a while so i'm gonna say false 
based on no information. Can I get a repeat on the headline? Slack revisits branding after several foreign news outlets describes it as culturally insensitive. No, I also go false on that. All right. What's your argument? Um, partially wording. I, I mm-hmm. don't think they would make decisions based on news outlets. Okay. Rather on it actually being culturally insensitive, but not because someone said True, so. But, but this could be like a business insider headline. Sure. Still, you I, never know which headlines Marlon picked. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I still know, go. Be, she could be trying to trick you on the headline. Yep, could, but just I'm going for false. <laughs> it yeah. is false. Woohoo. Yeah. Cool. But it felt like it was likely to, ha- to happen. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. Yep. Hmm. All right. Uh, next one is self driving shuttle crashed in Las Vegas because manual controls were locked away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is. If, if you'd said San Francisco, I'd say absolutely, because this is so Silicon Valley. <laughs> I'm still going to say that it's true. Uh, so, yeah, I, okay. I'll, go, I'll go true with that one. Uh, I'm also going true on that one. It it seems seems likely. <laughs> it, it seems like just the type of stupid oversight that happens all too often. <laughs> it is true. Woo-hoo. And apparently... Wow, okay. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> so, I looked more into this. Apparently, this is a case that's been going on since 2017. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so, it's been a discussion about who was in fault here. Was it the self-driving car or was it the truck driver who was reversing into a self-driving car? And turns well, it sounds a bit like it was the truck driver's fault. <laughs> Apparently, I'm pretty sure the conclusion was that it was the truck driver's car. Uh, truck driver's false because the person basically just assumed that the self-driving car would go like reverse but okay. it would have done this if it wasn't for the person who was st- who was watching over the vehicle who actually ended up pushing the emergency button oh. <laughs> so there was no way for him to actually manually control the shuttle to move away so the but shuttle was, would have dodged but the because slowed, the person hit yeah. the emergency button That's how it, it, it turned bit, off controls yeah it was a bit dif- weirdly written but apparently it was starting to slow down and it would have been stopping in time and like get out of the way but the person who con- who was supposed to control it who didn't have a controller pushed the emergency stop button and then mm. there was no way for and the person. And that turned off all the AI navigation. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah. That's okay. Impressive. And, yeah. Yeah. People so. managed to stuff up that bad. No. Mm. Um, okay. No. All right. That was, that was a good one. Cool. Mm. So, Disney's futuristic vision of amusement parks will bring an immersive experience to your home. Wait. Can you do that again? Disney's futuristic... Disney's? Ah, Disney. Disney's futuristic vision of amusement parks will bring an immersive experience to your home. Wow. This this is good. You picked some good headlines. (laughs) Or made up some good headlines. I know know nothing Um, about this, but I'm saying it's a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I kind of want to believe that it's true. (laughs) To your home. Immersive theme park experience to your... It also sounds like the kind of thing Disney would do um, for no reason other than gut feeling and probably tiredness. I'm going to say false, but I have no justification for that. It false. just, okay. I think, I think this is like a, a well-crafted false one, but we'll find out. Um, hmm. They have Disney people at Apple's board, right? So I go for for true some kind of AR thing, <laughs> AR kids. Ah, oh, fair, okay. uh, yeah. But 
I still, without knowing anything about it, I still think it's probably not a great idea, but I go true. <laughs> All right, you go true. Mm-hmm. It is false. Ah, I damn it. <laughs> oh, nice. Well done. Yeah, I think, that's, I think a... that's probably the best so far. That's really good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the best false one, anyway. It would be really that's cool, good. though. Like, I, I don't think this is a oh, bad yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. It just uh, wouldn't For make sure. them the. Uh, the problem is that I wouldn't make the money from food. Don't get me started on Disney food. So, all my friends were so, because we went to Disneyland in Tokyo, they were so excited by the food. I'm like, you don't go to Disneyland to eat. Like, the food's <laughs> rubbish. Just because it's got a Mickey Mouse ear on it doesn't mean that it's good food. <laughs> anyway, they were so excited by that. I'm like, God, okay. guys, but anyway. So next time I meet your friends, I should bring some Mickey Mickey ears to sell them excessively expensive hot dogs. <laughs> Do it, yes. <laughs> so moving on. Actually, that said, the food at Disneyland was slightly better than I was expecting. I don't. I it's been a year since I've been, so I didn't remember what the kind what the food was. But it wasn't all just like chips and burgers, so that's positive. All right. Doesn't sound anyway, positive that's irrelevant. to me. Okay, moving on. Mm. FaceTime eye contact con- correction in iOS 13 uses ARKit. Um, I know that this is a feature. I have no clue whether it uses ARKit, but I'm going to say that it's true. Me too. Sounds like a headline that would be written. It is true. I didn't know if you actually knew that this was a thing, because when I looked at it, I was like, this is a little bit creepy. Um, But yeah. <laughs> it is really creepy. It I think I don't think this is a feature I'd turn on. Yeah. I would. It, because I don't know. Just, just on this for a second, just on the, like, uh, as a comment on this, um, this feature that I think deep, uh, debuted with beta three. Um, mm-hmm. It, I think that there's something to be said for the slight, uh, slight falsities about a video call that's you know done through the internet, like things like not looking directly into the camera and a slight latency and maybe the occasional breakup. Like it makes it, it, it it's enough of an indication that this isn't a an in person conversation and <laughs> i think until we but, okay. but like that can be a good thing because it's like but your brain is able to then distinguish between oh yeah this isn't a real face to face no i see what you mean and it's okay. like yeah like you know that the person yeah like you're yeah. not tricking yourself into going this is real you just you're just yeah. not and um, you don't have the whereas, same expectation on the call either mhm yeah whereas the more realistic it gets it's like then at what point is your brain like able to forget that this isn't a an in-person face-to-face conversation? And I don't okay, know I think, what the ramifications of that are. What's the worst case scenario? You give your phone a hug? <laughs> no, well, maybe, but like, just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I think it's, it's, it's ages away before we're able to, well, even probably never able to replace like, like, there's something to be said for like face to face real communication. Anyway. Sure, I, I'm I'm not advocating for people not not talking to each other in person anymore. But I think having this weird looking looking away from the people while talking to them always felt a bit weird. So if this uh, adjusts, sure, that, I think that's okay. Sure, okay, that's mm. fair. Like it's a different take on the same thing. But yeah, mm. anyway, I think and it's I would a weird also, feature that I, mean, I will turn off. <laughs> I, I, I'd also like the uh, no delay <laughs> that you were advocating for. Um, no delays uh, would be nice for, too, for, for Yeah, calls. yeah. I mean... Be good for our audio calls. Comes from the Australian. <laughs> it's like, no, we like delay over here. <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes Love it authentic. It, yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm, exactly. Laughing 400 million seconds after a joke is, is the only <laughs> real way of appreciating a joke. So, speaking of yeah, creepiness... You don't need an accent when there's latency. 
So speaking of creepiness. Oh, wow, now your now your quizzes even have segues. Mm. <laughs> so um this is the next one. Google tops Apple's FaceTime eye correction with new happiness detection feature. Uh. <laughs> oh god, this is this is uh, this is hard. Um uh, Google tops Apple's um this is absolutely something Google would do, <laughs> but I'm going to say it's false. All right. Two reasons. One, mm-hmm. the wor- something about the wording and mm-hmm. I, that I can't quite put my finger on. And the other reason is it feels like if it was meant to be a direct response, as the headline implies, it's too soon. But I could be completely wrong. So, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with false. All right. All right. So, my assumption is that this headline isn't that Google released something, that they... Um, that they report on, but more that there is a feature in a new Android version that does even creepier things than <laughs> a- Apple does in FaceTime. Uh-huh. So you say it's so true. So is it real or um, not? And I think it's false. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. That's weird. So um, it's a modified headline is what you're saying. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm just reasoning for why it could be real. <laughs> so false. Yep. All right. I did make this up. So that's Wait, good. I said false it's too, not, right? Yeah, you did. You did. So it's 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 not as creepy as it sounded. Mm. All right, next one. Uh, this is also about Google. Google hopes to increase the quality of third-party apps by introducing stricter guidelines for new Google Play submissions starting in 2020. I'm going to say true. All right. Sounds like a much-needed <laughs> thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'll- okay. I'd hope so, but why wait? <laughs> There's so because much. they want to give a heads up. This is a, this is a very this Google thing. This is a thing. nice thing to do as a company. You but know? it's weird to be like, you know what? We will no longer accept rubbish. Get your rubbish in today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like, you know, that just means you have more more trash to sort in 2020. Feels like a weird strategy. Uh, also like oh <laughs> how many teams around the world are like all right people we gotta get keep our get our stuff together now google announced they will no longer take trash apps <laughs> hmm i don't know i go false but i i'm 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 very split i made it up Woohoo! <laughs> because I, I, it would be great it would make <laughs> sense um but yeah it's false all right all right okay so Tesla Roots, Roadster? Roadster? Tesla Roadster SpaceX thruster will be hidden behind the license plate, says Elon Musk. Can you um, say that again? Tesla, Ro- Tesla Roadster's SpaceX thruster will be hidden behind the license plate, says Elon gosh. Musk. <laughs> I have to say true. <laughs> <laughs> this okay. sounds absurd. But it's also got Elon Musk in the title, so <laughs> it probably is absurd. Hey, I'll say true. All right. Yeah, true. I yeah. mean... Unfortunately, Kai knew this. Yeah, I, I knew that. And also, <laughs> okay. it be in the headlines saying, says Elon Musk, anything says Elon Musk could be true. And the chances of it being <laughs> exactly. true are higher than... So, um, <laughs> if, if you would have told me uh, t- Tesla wrote, uh, Roadster... Uh, Roadster? 
Roadster, yeah, it's yeah. hard. Uh, say out Roadster, loud. yeah. Going to moon and expecting to land back on Earth in 2021, says Elon Musk. I'd like, still yeah, say true. I'd, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's true. Definitely yeah. true. Yeah. Or All Elon right. Musk tweets. That's also yeah, always yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I have so many questions about legality, though. Like, first yeah, of well, all, is this ro- road legal? Like, you can barely drive a hovercraft, hovercraft on the road. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> what kind of world do we live in? You can barely drive a hovercraft. <laughs> what is this? Now I want to have a rocket that I fly through <laughs> on the city, and I can't have that either. <laughs> I don't want to be part of society anymore. Um, I was more, more talking about. First of all, <laughs> you build an ele- electric car to then burn fuel yeah. to go even faster than your one point nine second acceleration from zero to sixty miles. Yep. Um, so that's a bit weird. But also behind the license plate. So you just when you're speeding, no one can see your license plate. That sounds like a smart idea. But I assume the license plate yeah, folds, why, why right? Would, wait, why, what do you mean by that? Like the license plate oh, it folds, folds up. To, oh, because, I mean, yeah. otherwise the thruster would just burn the license plate. So my assumption I mean, is, you, it fulfills the same functionality. <laughs> if you don't want to get caught, but I mean, just burn it away. I mean, at least it can come back otherwise. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I will see. I'll see. I'm not sure about that one. Uh, not as a headline, but as a product that will ship. Yeah. No, it's true. As a headline. Um, all right, this is the cool. last one. Dog with an appetite, united with his owner, thanks to Apple's Find My Phone feature. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> false. I don't know why. It's <laughs> a good argument. All right, false. <laughs> Kai? <laughs> if this is false, this is also amazing uh, headline writing, dog with an appetite. I agree. Uh, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. Dog with an appetite. Uh, reunited. So the dog ate it. <laughs> you can interpret this however you want. So which Apple product would the dog have consumed? AirPods would not be good enough because Bluetooth range. If you can't find your dog within Bluetooth <laughs> range, you have other problems. So it must be, a f- I mean, I hope a phone, not an iPad. Uh, so it's a dog. F- phone? That's crazy. Also... Would the phone still have reception inside? <laughs> <laughs> I go. Uh, wow, I, I love I love your thought process. <laughs> oh man, how do you get the phone out? This sounds like a mess. But I I go true because if it's false, you deserve the point you get from me being wrong. This is false. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, is, you should well write. Done. Well you done. should write headlines. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So that was all the news I had for you guys today. Um, nice. The, the problem is after after this, I'm no longer sure which one was true and which one was not. So <laughs> I know I was a little bit worried about me misleading people here. So now but I'm I will gonna walk go. around telling people about how how that dog <laughs> eat that iPhone. I've been calculating the points, and the standing is um, on third place. Malin gets six points. Which is a bit sad, but uh, I mean, for making up headlines, that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> so if that would be my job, I would be okay. Um, and then on second and third, second and first place, Kai and Zach are tied on ten points each. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Damn nice. it! I just gave you a free point in the last <laughs> one. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. So that was fun. I guess we're gonna do it again so that you guys can 
find a winner, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm up for that. Yeah. I feel like this was also a good way to have caught up with the news. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. <laughs> now yeah. I know some of the stuff that happened or didn't happen. And I can <laughs> read about it further. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if we should put links into the actual, the real news in the show notes, just considering that people could, it would get spoiled. And so we'll see. They might be in the, <laughs> in the show notes. We'll see. Mm. Mm. Cool. That was really fun. Thanks mm. for organizing that. Thanks for the silly ideas that yeah. came true. Thanks for coming up with it. <laughs> should, uh, I should sit at airports and be bored more often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the next item in our topics list is Apple drops MacBook. I know. I feel like that this sounds, sounds like fake now. Yeah, you <laughs> oh, should, you, they doing drop tests now. You shouldn't <laughs> drop your hardware. I don't think that's good for it. No. So, um, yeah, you guys seemed interested in talking about this. Um, sure. I mean, you you're renowned for loving your current MacBook, so you must be <laughs> devastated. No, sorry. So what happened? I don't know, Zach. You said you kept uh, a tap on certain news. Have you heard about the? I Mac- get. I yeah. I get uh, email alert things when Apple do press releases. So I did read the press release. Okay, cool. I don't know my. I, I did read the press release and listen to ATP. Apart from that, did ATP speak about it? I th- I feel like they would have. Yeah. Uh, apart from that, I don't know. All right. So quick overview: the the MacBo MacBo. MacBook, that's what they're called uh, for the last 20 years. The MacBook, um, without any uh, postfix? What is it called? Touch bar? No. no. (laughs) The MacBook without the Air or Pro. What is that called? A prefix is before postfix? Is that a thing? Oh, that's what you're trying to say. Postfix? Uh, Suffix. 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 Yeah. Prefix and suffix. Yeah. yeah. So the MacBook without suffix has been discontinued. So no more 12 inch MacBook. Um, the MacBook Pro line was simplified by dropping the one MacBook Pro without the touch bar. So the. This one I have. Yep. The really one like with. F- I think the official name Wait, is with function keys. Didn't they replace that one, didn't they? Not r- like I with mean, an equivalent model. There is a touch. Bar MacBook entry level, but it there, you can mm. no longer buy a MacBook Pro without Touch Bar. That's my point. Oh yeah, that's fine. Quit your whinging if you hate the Touch Bar. <laughs> it just felt unnecessary to me to buy, to pay extra for a Touch. Does that bar. mean it also has Touch ID? Yeah, yeah, it has Touch ID. Oh sweet! This sounds yeah. like a great Mac. People, stop complaining. Well, and does it have uh, a T two? Yeah, it has to. That's what runs that uh, Touch no, Bar. No, because the Touch, touch Bar was before T two. There was a T one. Oh yeah, good point. But was there a T? Was there a touch? Um, a touch ID with the T one? No. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The original Touch yeah. Bar had Touch yeah, ID. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, know if it was right. called T one though, but there was an equivalent. It might not have been called T one, but hmm. sounds about right though. There was something because yeah. there was like a secu- they had to put the secure enclave in there for the Touch ID. Yeah. Um, anyway, if you this like sounds the, like a great Mac. If you like the amazing. key part, the key. Of a keyboard, uh, you, you'll not be happy. But otherwise, <laughs> uh, if if you liked uh, the touch word in the word keyboard, keyboard, then you'd be happy about this update. Um, and then the last part was uh, MacBook Airs got a small um, refresh as well, which makes sense since they are unfortunately so popular for uni students. And this is a back to uni or back to college or school or whatever Apple call it promotion. Isn't it partly? Isn't it partly cheaper because it's like. I guess the attractive part is that it's lighter and cheaper, right? See, yes, 
But the lighter part doesn't hold up, I don't feel. Because if you compare them side by side, I think what you get in the 13-inch MacBook Pro or whatever they call it versus the Air is so significant. Um, Take price out of it for a second and just compare like the portability. I feel like if you're buying an Air for the portability, that's kind of unnecessary. But that's just my take on it. I mean, it's hard to say unnecessary. Unnecessary. It de- kind of depends on what you're af- after. If you don't care about the uh, um, the extra processing power you have, why would you carry more weight with you? Because that weight also comes with. I I think the MacBook Air still has longer battery life. So you you definitely the Air yeah, is the more portable. But you're buying device. a worse computer. I don't know if you're a uni. Cause the thing is, if you're a uni student, you're probably buying this at the start of your studies. You kind of want it to be working well in four or five years. Um, so I feel like buying the the best Mac you can is probably better. <laughs> that, that was every what I recommended u- to my sister. A- every university student should buy one of the new Mac Pros. No, is that what Mac you're saying? You can what university student can buy a MacBook Pro? <laughs> like for my sister, it came down to well, my sister uh, for my sister it came down to the 12 inch MacBook, the 13 inch MacBook Pro without a touch bar because that was what was modern when she was shopping, and the MacBook Air so, and. For her, like they were all the same price. They were, I think they're within in Australian dollars. They're all within like fifty dollars of each other, or they were at least before this change. So price wasn't. I mean, it was a concern, but it wasn't like the number one uh, priority here. Mm-hmm. And I ended up suggesting that she go with the the thirteen inch MacBook Pro just because she wanted it to last as long as it possibly could because she didn't want to have to buy another one during her studies, um, which is fair because ultimately that's how you're going to save money. Um, when there's no price difference between them. And she came back to me a few months later and said, I'm really glad you recommended this because it's a be- it's better than the computer that my friends have who have the Air and it doesn't really look or seem much different when she's carrying it around. So she's like, I'm glad. So anyway, that, that was a rare like, hey, Zach, you actually uh, made a good decision from my sister. She doesn't like really say that much. So I'm going to take that and run with it. <laughs> Um, but yes, so the price difference here is two hundred fifty dollars, which is not insignificant. Um, between what? Be- between the entry level thirteen inch MacBook Pro with Touch Bar now, and the entry level okay. uh, thirteen inch MacBook Air. Ah, uh, wait, but does the Air come with less SSD uh, space or something? No, they're both hundred. Because that might have been. Oh, okay. Both okay, eight maybe something's changed. Oh, did they drop prices? I don't know. Did they uh, they drop the price on the air? Yeah, this yeah, looks cheaper they, than I yeah, remember. Yeah, the air is cheaper now. Ah, uh, okay, that makes sense. Okay, so now there's a bit more of a price difference than there was, which is good, I guess. So the um, price stop was cool. part of the new update, is that correct? Yeah, so okay. the new MacBook Air. The new MacBook Air had relatively minor updates. Uh, I think it's a small uh, CPU bump or like the 8th Gen uh, i5 now. Um, it has True Tone, I think. So the uh, uh, that that moves yes, into the MacBook Air range, and there might have been something else, but relatively minor update. Okay, mm, mm. there's no new. Is it still not having a Retina screen? No, it does. It does now. So no, no, that that happened with a refresh oh, okay. a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah so the new Air does have the T2. Um, just as an aside on the price, it starts at seventeen hundred Australian dollars for the MacBook Air. That's before student discount. To be fair, so you probably take like a hundred dollars off that. Um, that is m- more expensive than the first Mac I bought, which was a maxed out MacBook, thirteen inch MacBook Pro back in like twenty twelve. 
and you could get a maxed out Mac for less than the starter, like mm-hmm. entry level one now. That's insane. Anyway, irrelevant, but let's move on. Mm. I think they started yeah. at like a thousand back in those days with the plastic paper. No, not that. Mm. Oh man, I'm tired. I'm so sorry. Um, the plastic <laughs> notebook. Gosh. Yeah, but so so. Sorry. <laughs> I think. I'm really trying. <laughs> it's it's fine. The thing with this. Three hours sleep. The thing with this MacBook is that I always felt like the lineup was a little bit strange at the moment. It felt like there were so many MacBooks that were very similar, and it didn't really feel like there was a significant difference between the MacBook and the MacBook Air. But also, especially considering that the the order was like, the MacBook Pro was the most expensive, Mm -hmm. then the MacBook Air was slightly slower and slightly cheaper, and Mm -hmm. then the MacBook uh, 12-inch was slightly slower and more expensive than the Pro. So it had a weird curve there. So it was sort of more expensive, mostly because... I think the argument was that it was thinner and lighter, but yeah. then the air was not significantly heavier, really. Yeah, so it was, was a it? weird, it was a weird, bit. oh, it was, I mean, uh, what, what, is was the, what is the difference? I think it was half a pound. Okay. So I think it's a little bit sad considering that this was oh, sort of pound. meant to be, it was, this was sort of meant to be marketed as like a futuristic computer when it came out, but I think realistically, I don't think many people, like we, we, we mentioned this earlier, it doesn't feel like many people complain that much about the weight of the other computers. But the I would be surprised is... if it comes back with an ARM Mac. Okay, yeah. yeah. Right? That, that would make sense then. So then why wouldn't up. they wait till that? Um, probably because they didn't want to bother updating that one right now. Because, um, I mean, I don't even know if that one had the third generation butterfly keyboards, but maybe those wouldn't... You know, maybe there was some mm. re-engineering that was required. I've never really... S- I think I've only ever seen one of those in a while. So based on uh, evidence of me seeing people in coffee shops using Macs, uh, it doesn't seem to sell particularly well. Uh, so might have just not been worth it. And it was always kind of a weird uh, in-between state. And who knows, maybe the newer generation i5s or what was in there, i3? Whatever the processor, maybe, maybe they also had heat issues or whatever because it didn't have a fan um yeah. so it might have been just for for simplicity cut it out and then yeah. bring it back if when you when and you, you launch think your once to bring it up would it would actually be making more sense to be cheaper than the air i don't know i i, I mean it could it, it's hard to, hard to see without knowing what it will be like it's hard to predict how much it will, how much it will cost um but I wouldn't be completely surprised if the the twelve inch MacBook with uh, ARM processor would be, I don't know, coming to the nine ninety nine US because the MacBook Air is uh, I think eleven hundred. So I wouldn't be surprised if we're like the smallest one is the cheapest and the, the largest one is the most expensive at that point. But even now, it seems to make sense. Like if you want the Air, Air is reasonably uh, significantly cheaper than the MacBook Pro. Um, and for university students, obviously, even cheaper than that. Because you get, I don't know, somewhere around 10% off. Yeah, honestly, that's huge. I would love, um, it's not going to happen, but I would love a new, like, 14-inch MacBook Pro or something before the end of the year inch. so I can still buy it with my students. <laughs> I feel most people, it it's just most people, yeah, most people. Well, you know how there's 16, talk of the 16-inch? Yeah, I feel like it makes the next progression after that, they'll probably start with the 16, the progression after that will be a 14-inch. I feel like bring the design changes across, get rid of the bezels, yada, yada. Like we're talking Mm. like a year or two in advance, but Mm. I feel like that. Anyway, that was an aside, but 
hmm. yeah, I don't know. That won't happen. Um, but no, I think it is uh, it's pretty cool like, and significant that they've brought down the price for the MacBook Air and it makes a, like its place in the lineup makes a lot more sense. It's now no longer so similarly priced to the much more capable <laughs> MacBook Pro that yeah. sits yeah. above it. Oh, yeah. man. Makes it so much harder for me. I hope I don't have to buy a laptop for a while because I really don't want to buy a touch bar. Why, Why would you have bought this? Buying? Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's a bit unfortunate that there's nothing without the touch bar. It's not... I mean, the touch bar, to me, I don't feel like I miss it. I would miss the keys that the touch bar is replacing, but I did feel like it was nothing I was using, so it felt more like unnecessary. So I felt like, I mean, if I can get button, I prefer that, but I wouldn't. it wouldn't be something that makes me like not want to have the new computer, but it just felt like something I didn't need at that point. Um, I would that- probably go Air rather than macbook oh, really? because of it yeah i mean the thing is that for you you'd you would definitely just have this as your secondary computer whilst right. i have it as a main computer that i connect to a screen mm-hmm. so i need something more powerful although it's not really powerful enough in my opinion uh, but i think for you there would probably actually make sense considering that you mostly just use it when you're like on the go when, when you should have a laptop that said kind doesn't like his current uh the capability of his current laptop i don't know how much i don't know if he would be satisfied with any laptop though if so was, that's a that's a fair point yeah, yeah. if he was Very only dumb. here to answer any of those questions himself <laughs> it's more fun to um, speculate Kai. i think if i would <laughs> Go for it. If if I would go for the MacBook Air, I would uh, just bump up the the RAM to sixteen gigs. I think that is my biggest shortcoming with the uh, MacBook Pro. What is the default eight? Eight. Okay. Yeah. But it, the thing is, I usually use an iMac, right? And I have thirty two gigabytes of RAM in that iMac. And you've seen my computer. It's full of tabs. It's full of Windows. It's full of everything. It's a computer. I'm using it. Um, but it's really hard. Shut up. You have a problem. <laughs> um, but it's really hard to then change the entire way I'm using a machine just because I, I have a different form factor. So I'm always like everything is like I'm, I run out of the eight gigs in, in no time. Um, and then then the computer just gets horribly slow. So I, I don't think it's the CPU. I mean, that's usually whatever you're running, you wait longer. But running out of RAM usually results in weird freezes and um, beach balls and those kind of things. And that's what annoys me about that machine. Or even just bringing up Alfred or Spotlight. You hit uh, command space, uh, start typing, and it didn't pick it up because I was busy, I don't know, swapping between your RAM and your SSD. So I think... If I would be, I don't know, if my current MacBook would disappear and I would have to buy a new one, I would probably... Maybe dog ate it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, I hope people didn't skip that new segment and now <laughs> confused. Um, I get the, the baseline MacBook Air, maybe bring it up to 256 storage and 16 gigs of RAM. Yeah, yeah. And then I'd be almost at $2,000 and I'd be really <laughs> upset about spending that much money on a laptop. And then you just buy an iPad, and then you're all happy. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to understand those iPad people now. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not happy. I I don't know. I was I was kind of expecting Apple rather to move away from the Touch Bar rather than kind of doubling down with this, at least on a Pro line. Uh, if anything, I'd almost feel like it should go the other way around that the Touch Bar goes into the Air rather than the Pro. Um. But, well, yeah. but I mean, it is already in the Pro, but it's not in the Air. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. to me, it feels less like a oh, Pro feature feel, uh, and more yeah. like a... I mean, the, the, it was meant, I think originally they wanted it to be a Pro feature. It just wasn't embraced by professionals. 
Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. But it's, there's not a lot of, like, realistically, if if you, you the more you use, like, depends on your definition of pro, but the more you use your your computer to to do pro tasks, whatever that might be, if that's design or development or video editing, photo editing, if you use that as your as your source of income and as your your job you're spending eight hours with, you probably know all the keyboard shortcuts to get the things done that you need to get done. So I feel like there's no not as much of a need for that touch bar as someone who just um even even if it's the same pro applications, but it's more of a casual user of those, then you might appreciate that there is a, I don't know, um, a play pause button for your video stream. But if if you're using or for for logic or for uh, I don't know setting a marker or something, but if if you use that, I mean even we, I only use logic once a week, but I I I learned a lot of shortcuts because. That's just how I want to edit. I want to be able to quickly set markers. I want to quickly trim a uh, like um, cut a cut a clip into into. Yeah, twos. but that's just because that's what you prefer. But I think Apple could have imagined them have. I think they might have thought they had a better idea of how to be efficient with a computer. I but mean, I, I they, can't they look can still there, try to. and I can't rely on that because I, know. I mean that means whenever I'm on my iMac, I would now miss the touch bar. Like, unless it's a thing... But see, okay, I, I completely agree with that point. I, you're not wrong. But the thing that... Like, my argument for the touch bar is that it doesn't detract from your ability to continue to use keyboard shortcuts. I mean, I feel like if you like the touch bar, great, it's there. It's It helps you discover actions you might not have discovered otherwise. And that's what I use it for. Or just in general, I find it easier for a few things like uh, adjusting the brightness or volume sliders or things like that. Just having that... Slider level of precision, a little bit nicer. But like, even if you don't, I would like even that, disagree with that. Not, I and, much and rather do tap 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 tap. I, un- I understand. I under. Uh, uh, we've had this discussion before. I, I remember. But um, <laughs> but like for keyboard shortcuts, it's not detracting from your ability to to use keyboard sure, shortcuts. But then it's just a waste like, of. Yeah. I mean, then I pay for something I don't use, and I think there might be people who would use it. I don't know. Well, but also, once it's a standard, I've it's you're not paying. I for still it. pay for it. Well, though. I mean, for it, it's still it in there, and it's just. Yeah. And just yeah. gathering dust, and I still—I mean, I don't know. Maybe I have more more sausagey fingers, but I still touch things in there accidentally all the time. Um, if I want to change volume, it's still annoying because I have to look down. Also, I don't know if that's just how my brain works, but when I see things moving there, my eyes yeah. are attracted yeah, to it, that's and the it same distracts me. me. I'm like, "What just happened?" <laughs> yeah. So it's like my okay. See, interesting. I've never even noticed that the touch bar changes between states yeah again that could be a difference in how we work so i i almost if if i needed to buy one with them um i I would almost prefer to just be completely black just turn it off but yeah anyway uh not really i mean i'm i'm (laughs) i'm quite happy that i don't need a macbook right now um but i still despite not really enjoying the touch bar i'm i think the the changes to the apple macbook lineup are are making sense and their overall lineup seems more more reasonable and more cohesive now so i i think overall still still the right direction let's see what that 16 inch macbook does with their (laughs) with their keyboard yeah Um, i'm excited completely new keyboard style potentially Mm -hmm. leaving butterfly keys 
and if they also leave the touch bar or make it as an option i'm i'm not against options i i would yeah, yeah. i would pick pro yeah. options yeah. yeah options are good yeah but now if you want a pro machine you kind of have to get one pro laptop mm. anyway you kind of have to get one. Yeah. i was just yeah. about to jump in that uh, okay <laughs> Had to correct yeah. myself before you yeah. got too upset. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. I'm going to rudely insist that I go first this week for our things of the week segment before I fall asleep while we're recording. Cool. Um, go for my it. My pick it. this week, oddly enough, is Apple Maps. So, ah. uh, Apple Maps on iOS is actually really good for transit directions. And I only learned this last week in Tokyo because... Well, I've never really used it before. So, like, for um, for for getting around the city I live in, I have, like, local apps that I like to use that I'm familiar with and that uh, sort of offer the best uh, public transport times and things like that. They're really good if you have predetermined routes. Like, it's not common that I'm taking unknown routes on public transport in Sydney, so I can either get myself there without an app. But if I do want to look at times, I don't need to use the whole, like, Apple Maps app to do that. That said, when I'm traveling, it's really useful to have an app such as CityMapper on my phone. Um, and I've used that in the past when I'm using public transport in other cities. Uh, I think even in Melbourne, which, yeah, I've, I've used it. It works well. But this week, oh, I mean, last week when I got to Tokyo, I realized I didn't have CityMapper on my phone and I tried to download it. And there's some changes in iOS 13 around what you can and can't download on roaming uh, while, while you're roaming. Sorry. I mean, you can still download everything, but you have to like give it approval and say that you agree to download X number of megabytes, like for every app you try and download on iOS 13, which is a really good feature, by the way. It'll show you a prompt saying, hey, this app is 23 megabytes. Are you sure you want to download it? Because you're roaming. Really good. But uh, point is, for some reason, there's still some glitches or there were some glitches with that feature in beta 2, which meant that I couldn't actually approve the download of CityMapper when I was at the airport. So I had to resort to the built-in Maps app. Uh, ended up using that for the rest of the day until I got Wi-Fi and could download CityMapper, but then was happy enough with maps that I never opened CityMapper the whole trip. Um, it worked everywhere. It got us everywhere we needed to go in Tokyo. It had all the real-time... Pub- well, actually, no, it didn't have real-time data, but it had all the scheduled public transport data, which we could follow. It was really good with connecting trains because in Tokyo, you need a lot of connecting trains because there's 30 million different lines to get to between two places. Um, worked really well. Uh, the whole, like, I don't know, like the trip mode where you can sort of follow along and it updates the next step that you need to take or the next direction you need to go in or the next public transport method you need to get on. That all works really well. Um, Does having it tell you when for- to get off on a on a stop or is it just you have to look at it and it tells you when to get off the train? Um, I was usually looking at... I was usually looking... Like I had my phone in my hand when I was on the public transport, so... I don't really recall. I know definitely while you're walking and even if you're walking as part of a larger mm-hmm. um like larger trip or whatever, it will do the taptic thing on the Apple Watch, which is a good indication. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it does that when you're just looking at the um like say if you're on the train and it's like next stop. I don't think mm-hmm. so. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Um but like I said, I had my phone in my hand and was sort of like looking at it most of the time. Um, so I wasn't paying specific yeah, attention. Because that's the number one feature that I appreciate about uh, Transit and mm. uh, City Mapper, yep. that it tells me when to when my bus stop is upcoming. I really yeah, liked okay. it. See, I imagine that would work quite well for buses. For trains, it can be a bit difficult, though, because a lot of, especially for Apple Maps, it's it's using your current location, not the location of the train that you're meant to be on. 
So, mm-hmm. I think in determining like what's next or how far away the next station or whatever, it's using your GPS. So, it might not always know, particularly on trains when you're underground, um, exactly where you are. But yeah, that's just mm-hmm. a guess. I don't know. I didn't uh, specifically look for that feature. Um, so, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I've never used it before, but I was pretty impressed. They've done a good job. It's, it's a very good public transport app. Um, and I only learned that last week. So, uh, props to the Apple Maps team on iOS. Mm. <laughs> cool. And is that particularly for iOS 13 or in general? Well, that's the thing. So, all that I can remember off the top of my head that was new for maps in 13 or for public transport maps in 13 was the real-time data. And Tokyo didn't have the real-time data. So, I'm, I think it's an assumption, but I think that a lot of this stuff would be in iOS 12 as well. But I don't have anything to compare it to because, as I said, I've never really used it before. So, let's just stick with iOS 13 maps are really good. Because I can, I can attest to that. Cool. All right, Marlin, do you want to go next? Yeah, my pick, my thing this week um, is a product called Harvest. I feel like most people will know what this is. I don't know why I have that feeling, but it's a thing that people talk about in podcasts quite often. Um, it's a time track. It's a time tracking service. Um, so it's a way for you. <laughs> what? What are you gonging over there? <laughs> I know it's my stand. It's my metal stand having like flexible feathers on it. Feathers? Feathers? What do you call them? In springs? Springs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's springs. <laughs> there's springs on them, <laughs> and they make noises. Did you decorate yours? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay so the thing i picked this week is harvest um it is not an ad but harvest is a time tracking um mechanism product um that is specifically focused more on like projects that you're working on it's not that much about like free time time tracking i think like like personal time tracking so it's something that you can use if you are like want to work on different projects or you work on different type of tasks, you can always log those in Harvest. So if you want to use it just for like your your own, like time tracking in general, you could always have that as like one main, a main project and then have different tasks depending on what you're doing. So if you're programming, if you're like writing blog posts or if you're designing something, you can just write those as different projects. Um, and if you, um, you can get a good overview to see how much you work on certain things throughout the week. Um, and then you are able to um, see, um, then you're also able to um, create invoices from Harvest. So if you're working uh, and you're billing for something, you can do that from Harvest directly. I haven't used that feature yet, but I really like the time tracking feature of Harvest. And a particular thing I really like about this is that it reminds you if you forgot to stop at timer or a, ti- mm-hmm. a track like a tracking timer because i tend to always just pack up my computer uh, or leave um, the computer for a while and then it's great that it actually reminds you that you have had a timer running for 14 hours and either you're working too hard or um, you forgot to stop it and that and, is a and really nice feature can you and if you retroactively adjust that so if it says oh time has been going for 14 hours can you yeah. say oh this was actually meant to finish it 10 p.m. or something? The Mac app allows you to. I so don't the think Mac the website does, does. It actually detects idle time yeah. because it knows you're using the Mac. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it says you were idle for the last 14 hours. Do you mm-hmm. want to remove them? Yeah. And you can so just say yes, easy. no. Okay. There's nothing the website can do really because it doesn't know the same things. Sure. But yeah, if you have a Mac integration, it does that. Nice. And it's really good. And if you have the iOS app as well, um, I noticed that 
you can only start a timer if you're on network connectivity. And I thought that was a bit weird. But I noticed today, like once I actually was connected to Wi-Fi, that the reason why they do that is because they, you should be able to start the timer on a Mac and stop it on a uh, on a phone or another device. So if you're logged into the same account, you can just start it on your phone, stop it on your Mac or vice versa. And I think that's also really nice because you might have forgotten it and then you might remember that you forgot it and then you can just stop it on your phone. So it's really nice that it works together that way. And so far, I think um, it always gets the time right. It doesn't seem to be any like misalignment between the phone and the Mac. So I really like it. Sounds good. Mm. Mm-hmm. So if anyone wants to track their time and figure out how much time they spend on different part, different things they're working on, it's really useful. Mm. And sending invoices. Yeah, I can't vouch for that yet, though. I don't know. I can vouch for that. Okay. I've used Harvest for a few years for that. Okay. Um, I use both Harvest and FreshBooks, but FreshBooks at some point, um, I think they cut the API and the applications I used for tracking didn't didn't work anymore, was clumsy. So that's when I switched to Harvest. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, there are different plans. I haven't really explored the plans yet, um, but if you want to try it out, there's a free, I think the basic features are free and a free trial for all features as well. Cool. Hmm. All right. Um, I keep the the streak of I really like your pick uh, developer related tools, um, and this week it's Netlify. Um, <laughs> which Have is, you heard of this Zach? Heard of it? Not sure what it is. Okay, right. it's really cool. Yeah. So um, I mean, I I haven't done any a lot of web development in a while. It was mostly like iOS and backend development. Um, so when we uh, launched uh, our our company, Triple Glaze Studios, uh, we, we wanted to build a website and I looked into different options of how can we kind of deploy that and where should we deploy that and how can we set all of that up? And uh, ideally we wanted to have the website somewhere uh, in Git so we can kind of have version control and, and those kind of things. And while looking for that, I found Netlif. It's not it's not like a hidden thing. And I think it's quite well known, but I, I haven't used it before. So when I run into Netlify, it's essentially <sighs> continuous deployment uh, for... Slash for, hosting? Slash hosting for, for websites. But it's also a lot more. So what it does essentially in a base configuration is we only have a static page. So um, if you push something to your... Um, if you use version control and you merge something into into master, that's automatically when uh, Netlif- Netlify is triggered, it uh, gets the latest static files and hosts them for you. You can even connect your uh, domain to that and they will just host it for you. And they have their own CDN, so they have it running all over the world. So uh, even even people in Australia can reach our website. Even in, people in Australia. In, in tens of milliseconds <laughs> rather than hundreds of milliseconds, which is really cool. And Thank you for saving my precious time. I know. And all of that is uh, essentially free if you use it by yourself. They do have team plans, but if you just want to have like the basic custom domains, oh, they also generate an, uh, uh, HTTP. Uh, so all the connections are HTTPS, even with your custom domain. So they get uh, automatically deal with getting a um, uh, SSL certificate for that. So that's in there too. Um, the entire deployment and even deployment previews, which is really cool. So if you have a merge request, it generates a version of the... You mean a pull request? What did I say? A merge request. Yeah, it's also that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you raise a pull request, it will automatically build a build a website or, or host a be- website and attach a link to it to your pull request. 
So uh, I made yeah, some like changes. Yeah, like a unique link that is not actually your regular That's URL. Right. So yeah. I made recently I made some changes, uh, raised a pull request, and Marlin could just look at the website rather than having to kind of uh, pull the changes and look look at them on her local machine. There was just a link available. And it's also really nice if you happen to have clients and you want to show them uh, your website before before something goes live or, or something like that, you can just uh, send them the link that Netflix generates, which is really nice. Uh, you can even do A-B testing based on branches. So you can say, hey, I have two branches and you want to just A-B test them based on, based on the branches. It's really cool. Um, but there's so much more to it. You can also have like mm, forms, have forms, uh, you can give them basically a special ID and then they collect all the form information. They do some basic spam filtering on the forms. Yeah, it's overall a really, 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 really cool uh, service to to deal with anything web-related. Mm. So it's just so easy to both, like everything from like setting it up to deploying it and like continuing updating a website is really mm. good. And they also do just so many things for you. Like everything is automatically super fast and, and like you don't have to worry about, uh, especially if that's not your main thing you, you do. It might be nice to have someone taking care of that for you. I mean, some people might not want that, but for us, it just seemed like a good way to get started with that. Um, yeah, so it's overall, and also it kind of, uh, you you might sometimes forget when you do too much uh, iOS development, the entire progress process of submitting something to Apple and then them reviewing it and potentially finding issues and then you having to resubmit a build and making it available and it's, people will get it whenever they update and you have this entire lag time. It's 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 sometimes quite nice to just <laughs> say, all right, done with it, merch, and it's live within seconds. Mm-hmm. It's really um, good. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's a web development thing in general. It it's is, but it net Netflix just kind of uh, underlines even more of that because you you just push to master and everything is live. Very nice. Uh, big fan mm. of the service so far. I mean, we've only used it for for a couple of weeks, but so far everything is really good. And they just introduced um, privacy conscious analytics as well. That's always good. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so yeah, big fan, Netlify. Uh free for for basically single user and then I think it's somewhere around forty five dollars if you wanna have uh team members. So if you actually use it for something that is bigger than like if you w- use it in a team, which most likely is uh commercial use, then you pay forty five dollars. But um, per per month. Okay. But I think that is still well invested mm-hmm. invested uh, money if if that's something you would otherwise pay someone to do because i'm sure yep. they will spend more than 45 dollars worth of time on yes. setting all of that up so yeah pretty mm. nice cool i agree i really like it it's good yeah cool uh, um getting pretty late i know that you're probably a bit jet lagged Zach. yeah so i think this is all go. the awake time we have left in ourselves hopefully not hopefully not jet lagged it was only one uh, one time zone jump but just tired yes that's the nice thing about this is still we're still (laughs) calling it a day yeah yeah yeah. unless you have something else you want to talk about no i think we can we can save the others for next week they're they're pretty good topics and i don't think we'd be doing them justice if we spoke about them now Ooh, now you're leaving people in suspense i like it Uh, Mm. yes we can Mm. remove that part if you don't agree (laughs) (laughs) if you're listening to this and they agree (laughs)